When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Pittsburgh Steeler fans, welcome to another edition of We Run the North. My name is Kevin Tate, guest contributor to the BTSC podcast, uh, host of the Know-It-Alls podcast. And today, I got my buddies with me, the homies, uh, Brandon, CB, Pay, and Mike, uh, get with us once again. So we got we got Brandon. You guys know he's the resident Bengals guy. He's been on here quite a bit. My homie CB is a new dude, but a, a true, true Bengals fan. Been knowing him for about 30 years. Been a Bengals fan long as I've known him. Pay is here, Chicago Bears fan, but with the Baltimore Raven perspective. And then we got Mike, the the lowly Cleveland Brown fan. <laughs> but hey, fellas, what's up, everybody? What's up? What's up, Brandon? What you got going on, man? Oh, not much, man. I'm uh, I'm getting more and more excited for football. I'm just waiting for this weather not to be 95 and humid, so I can uh, I really feel like football's around the corner. The Steelers report to camp in about 48 hours, a little over that. And then that's Tuesday night. Then camp starts the next day, I believe, at, at 2 o'clock. So we're over the there. south side. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, yeah, you you right over there. Yep. ACB, what's up with you, man? What's happening with you, Tate? Yeah, it's been a, a lonely lonely time of year for me. I'm ready for some football to start. I'd like to give a shout-out to the 419 and the 513. And a hoot to all the Bengals fans. <laughs> okay. It's just me and you, man. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, what's what's going on? Man? Yo, what's going on, gents? Just ready to get this started, man. That's it? Okay. That's you it. No, That's no, no, no words, no words of no, wisdom I'm going to business today. We got freaking Michigan here. We got two Bengals fans. Everybody want to team up on me. Let's just get to work, man. Let's get to work. Okay. And, Pay, hey, what's good, bro? What's going on, man? I'm going to try to do right by Baltimore again this week. But don't forget, it's, th- it's still 312-773 and 708 to the death of me. Is that the Chicago area codes? Chicago win to Chicago end. Okay, okay. I can respect that. Um, All right, so today we're going to talk about a few different things. We're going to uh, – the first the first cycle we're going to talk about – uh. We're going to talk about training camp questions, camp questions. We all going to camp next week. We're going to talk about what camp questions remain, what these guys think about their individual teams and things like that. Then 
the second segment, we're going to get into talking about the top five players on the current roster. So that's interesting. It's kind of tough. I mean, when you got as many great players as the Steelers do, it gets really hard. But uh, in the last segment, we're going to talk about yeah, the, the talk about current players. Current players, be dirt. Current players. You got and that then, many great current players. Hey, when I get to them, we'll see. Okay. But uh, in in the the final segment, we're just going to talk about each of our top three. I don't know if it's all time plays, but favorite all time plays anyway, because it's, it's a lot. It's a lot of plays that can be that can be uh, said, but stated. But we're just going to talk about each individual's top three plays from each franchise all time. So just want to say hello to some of the people in the live chat. George Teston, good to see you again this week, man. Uh, Jar, Jar Devil, what's up, bro? Mark Tobin, uh, Ali Howard, you know, Dave Shipley. Thanks, everybody, for joining us. We're going to get this started talking about training camp questions. Let's see what uh, Mark said. Bengals are going down this season. Pack a lunch. <laughs> so let's 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 go ahead and get started with the training camp questions for the Browns. Mike, what 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 questions still loom out there for Cleveland? I think one of the biggest ones is what's going to happen with Deshaun Watson, right? Hey, you ask me, don't steal my thunder. <laughs> yes. What is going on with Deshaun Watson? I mean, and and we made a great signing in Josh Rosen. You think that's a great signing? Hell no, I don't. Oh. <laughs> if you need no, your taxes done, he's, yeah, I think right, I'll knock him right. out. Right. <laughs> so obviously, the biggest question looming in Cleveland is is the uh, the Deshaun Watson uh, saga. Right. That's right. it. I mean, other than that, I mean, I I think uh, just just from from reading some of the blogs, reading some of the uh, the the vloggers and stuff like that about our camp, seeing what we have. Uh, Deshaun Watson, big question, and our receiving core is an even bigger question. I think our defense is pretty pretty short up, but our receiving core and our quarterback play is obviously the biggest questions in our camp. We got a lot of – I'm sorry, go ahead. Oh, go, go ahead. So, got a lot of great rookie receivers. Got a lot of great unknown receivers. We got big, big bodies in our receiving core, but just a lot of unknowns. So, uh, that's, that, that's one of our biggest questions in our uh, – our quarterback room. So it sounded like the the NFL wanted to try and, or the uh, independent council wanted to try and get that decision down before everybody reported to training camp, didn't they? Correct. Okay. So are you are are you are, are you expecting are you expecting like some kind of decision to be made this week? Uh, yeah, I definitely. I'm, I'm with you. I definitely think it's going to be made before the start of camp. Probably Monday. I'm, well, camp starts the thirtieth, right? I'm thinking Monday. Um, and the Ricky rumor that I've been seeing is about eight games, um, you know. So we'll see. Um, I, I think we. I, I don't. I really don't understand. I mean, the Josh Rosen signing. I thought we were good with. Uh, uh, I can't remember his name right now, but I Josh thought we were Dobbs. solid. Josh Dobbs. No, well, no, I like oh, Josh J- Dobbs. Jacoby Brissett. Jacoby Brissett. Thank you. Um, but you know, maybe they just want to make sure we we cover our grounds because you know. Injuries in, in our NFL now, especially this uh, this division, is can can play. You know, Jacoby's a little little long in the two. Okay, I mean, my, I mean, your quarterback situation is what it is because the Deshaun Watson thing has been a question ever since you guys traded for him because we don't know what's going to happen with him. But 
the receiver thing is intriguing to me because although I think uh, Amari Cooper is a good receiver, I think you guys were more formidable and scary at receiver with OBJ and Jarvis Landry. Now you got Amari Cooper and Donovan Peoples-Jones. Those are probably your two top guys. Right, two top guys. And, our, you know, I, I already talked about uh, Amari Cooper. I, again, I don't think he's a good fit for our division. Uh, but we'll see. You know, he's going to have to grow a pair of lungs to be able to really compete. You know what I'm saying? So he need, you know, we'll, we'll he, see. He needs he need a pair of something else, not just lungs. Right. Well, you know, I got to be PG for the for the for the you know for the thing, but you know. You do, and we thank you here at BTSC because you know I can get it in. Yeah, no, don't don't <laughs> don't do it, Mike. Don't do it. So okay, you drag me right down that hill with you. I tell you, right, that. right. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm gonna piggyback off of that comment there, um, and you threw up a comment from Wes Hickok about the Ravens, Browns, and Bengals are scrubs. There's no one in this division that's scrubs. Like, it's a lunch pail every time you go out and play one of these. You're teams. Right. I mean, I think I think I think Wes is just saying it from the from the. Oh, the, he's poking. I get it. The, the 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 perspective of a Steelers guy. I know he's a Steelers fan. <laughs> but yeah. So, but I mean, go you guys go ahead and and uh, Brandon first. So you guys, what what questions remain with the with the Bengals going into camp? Well, CB is the newest one of the to show. I'll let you take the the lead first here. I got a couple of things I'll follow up. Uh, yeah, um, like we're uh, talking um, before the show started, I think um, Jesse Bates is probably our biggest question. Um, the Bengals haven't signed him, and he's refusing to play under the, the franchise tag. He said he won't. Um, so that just kind of looming up in the air right now um, as far as what's going to end up happening. I would love to have him back on the team because he's a great player, but I'm just not sure, you know, what's going to happen happen with that. Yeah, they're not they're not offering him enough guaranteed money. I, I think the guarantee is more so the issue than the lump sum over five years. Yeah. What was the lump sum like? Twelve and a half or something like that? Yeah, right at thirteen million a year. Are yeah. you guys are are you guys willing to let him not play and then then let him walk? Me, personally, yes. The the yeah. team, I'm not sure. Yeah. But I mean, he he. If you look at his, uh, you know. Pro uh, football performance ratings from last year. Uh, he fell off a little bit last year from uh, the previous two. And, uh, you know, I think we drafted heavy in in the secondary because of uh, that being a weakness after we filled the holes in, um, in our offensive line. So I, I really think that they're poised to, to play this year without it. I really, yeah. I really do. Yeah. I'd rather have him than Apple, though, but that's another story. I would too. Eli Apple from from the Ohio State. From the Ohio State. <laughs> statistically, uh, though, statistically though, he had a good year last year. Yeah, he, I mean, he he did, and he, he played in the Super Bowl, right? I think that was the second Super Bowl he's been in. I could be, I don't remember. But yeah, uh, I, I have some injury issues that I'm 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 keeping my eye on. We got some guys coming back. Wilson, you know, um, played the end of the the season with a uh, pec and shoulder problem. Um, we also have uh, um, Joseph Asai, who I've talked about on this uh, uh, podcast a couple times. He ended up having another procedure to clean up a little bit of scar tissue in that knee. That kind of worries me. I think that might put him a little bit farther behind. 
Then we have, uh, you know, Collins. We signed a tackle. He's got issues uh, from a, an injury off the field. Um, and we've got uh, um, not Karras, uh, uh, um, another lineman that has a, 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 a another injury. So uh, T. Higgins is battling shoulder problems. Uh, there's just a lot. Uh, oh, Alex Kappa. Yeah, the guard. He, he's uh, got an abdomen. Like, there's just a lot of <clears> – is it really cautious of them right now? Maybe going into to, to camp, but it's just a little bit troublesome when you start filling holes and all of them are, are not practicing. What's what's what, what's going on with Lavelle Collins, the, the tackle you guys signed from Dallas? You said uh, he's on a, the PUP list, right? I mean, he, he was yeah. always off, often injured in Dallas too. Yeah. It was undisclosed – non-football related issue so uh it's kind of gray area and i haven't seen the rumors yet Um, yeah i haven't heard anything but uh but yeah it's just like you know those guys when you have new offensive line and you want some continuity with your offensive line right so those guys not going into training camp i'd like to see them there you know i mean i'd like to see when they start i'd like to see them all there Okay. Okay. Any 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 more any more news going on? I mean, every everything good with Joe Burrow? How 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 is 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 his knee has to be a hundred percent now? He got you to the Super Bowl last year, probably with eighty percent. He's uh he's many camp with no no uh, knee brace this year. Okay. He's okay. he's looking great. His his uh, speed is faster than it's ever been um, as far as his forty times and stuff. So. Uh, yeah, he looks like he's poised to to be a hundred percent back. Okay, okay. Well, we're gonna we're gonna jump over to pay real quick with with some some camp questions and updates or whatever you got about Baltimore, man. What's going on over here in Baltimore? There's only one question coming out of Baltimore right now. It is when is Lamar Jackson going to sign his contract? When is he? When are they going to RTB run that bread? Um, Deshaun signed for two thirty. Kyler Murray just signed for two thirty last last uh, this this put this past week. That's the floor. That's the floor right now. It's got to be two thirty. So we're wondering, you know, when is it? When is it going to happen? It has to. It's got to happen at some point. I don't. I don't. I don't think you get Deshaun Watson guaranteed money because the Browns were just thirsty, right? I mean, Ky- 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 Kyler, Mur- Kyler Murray got 160. Does does Lamar go in and neg- negotiating and say, I got to get more than 160 guaranteed? I would do so. I mean, if he, he's negotiating for himself. So, right. you know, I don't know what type of classes he took while he was at Louisville. But uh, if Kyler Murray and his no, no MVPs and no playoff wins got him 230 with 160 guaranteed, me with my one playoff win and one MVP surely can get <laughs> more than that, right? Two, you know, 200, 180. Yeah, give me give me the 230, but I'm going to need at least one 180 uh, GTD, you know? Uh, that's, the only, that's the only question that's coming out of Baltimore. That's the biggest question, rather. Uh, when is he going to sign? When is he going to lock himself up and, you know, and preserve his financial future for the next – Five to eight years. So, I mean, and, and and with Lamar's style, that's the fear that it could it could be only that. 
it can only be five to eight years with his style of play. He could get he could get injured, you know. But I think I think he's trying to develop into in, into a better a better passer of the football. I know I know he's probably put on about 15 and 20 pounds more weight. Dude, dude, dude is ripped this, this going into this season. Yeah, Lamar don't take a lot of hits though either. No, he's very smart. He's very smart and very uh very uh in how how he you know goes about his goes about his uh his his game. He yeah. gets out there, he gets out there and he gets down, he gets out of bounds. He he doesn't he definitely does not take a lot of hits. However, his game is unforgiving. You know, you you want to you want to lock it up, lock yourself up, and save yourself as soon as possible. It, it's there. You don't want to you don't want to play with that. Um, you don't want to tempt fate too much. Where no one out here, no one's Tom Brady. You know, no one's going to keep fighting that uh that ghost that that's undefeated. So the sooner the better, and we'll make all uh, Raven Nation happier. Right. Well, yeah, I don't I, I don't disagree. That that is a big question going into camp. My other question, I guess, would be Senator they, they put quite a few people on the pup list. They they put JK Dobbins, Marlon Humphrey. No, they put like four or five players on the pup list. I mean, to start training camp. So they could very well be ready for, you know, sometime during camp, but they're on it to start some of these players. My question just would be about about their 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 receiving room also, like my question with Cleveland. I mean, the only guy I can call by name is Rashard Bateman. I mean, yeah, they, got, they got the kid Duvernay that runs kicks kicks back. They got yeah, seven no. tight ends. They're fine. Yeah, as long as Mark Andrews is healthy, Baltimore's ready to go. Okay. Yeah. And, and and honestly, I think they've done a really good job scheming. Harbaugh's done a good job scheming towards his strengths. You know what I mean? Changing that offensive round. Getting some good running backs in there, I think that's going to help them this year. Um, having those tight ends running running down the seams, I, I mean that's the strength of his passing is throwing those seam routes. I, I, uh, Brit, Brit, Brits, Brisburg Owen says Lamar's passing is not up to standard with some of the other tops in the in the league, and I would agree with that. It says, and says and says he's overrated. Now I will disagree with that because you don't have to just be a, a pure passer. He can get in trouble at the end if they're down a lot at the end of the game and stuff like that. But at the in through the course of a game, he's a weapon. You gotta, I mean you you gotta account for Lamar Jackson. You know what I, I mean? I didn't I stopped reading this when it said passing is not the standard of Wilson and Mahomes. I mean you're talking about all time greats as far as throwing a football arm talent Mahomes has is is special. You know what I mean? Like not everybody's gonna throw the ball like that. West, 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 West Hickok says Lamar's not worth 230 million, neither was Murray. And I had this discussion just earlier this morning with my father in law because he's a Dallas Cowboy fan like Dak Prescott. He said, Ask, do you think Dak deserves his money now that Kyler got his money and some of these guys got their money? I said, I don't think they deserve it. Deserve is earning. I think they, I think it's just the market now. If if, if you, if you think you got a starting quarterback for the next five years, then around the 40, 45, 50 million dollar mark is what you're going to pay him. So Deshaun, Deshaun Watson set the bar without yeah. even playing last year. And who knows when he's going to play this year with all the guaranteed money he got. These other cats are like, nah, I ain't gonna, you know, they want to be up to snuff with that. He set yeah, the bar. But 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 even before Deshaun Watson, Deshaun got in where where Dak got in, 
yeah. where uh, Mahomes got in that, that $40, $45 million range. Right. So, like mm-hmm. I said, these, these guys are just getting what the market the market dictates that they get. I don't yeah. think they necessarily deserve it because Lamar hasn't done anything, but he's the he's the winningest QB at his age of all time. You know, he's yeah. won an MVP already. I mean, so you know, we can we, we can it. sit and be and pick and be very picky about some of this stuff, but these guys are just getting what the market dictates. Yeah, and it's not going to go down either. It's just going to keep going up. Yes, yeah, but keep going up, which is why. I believe Mark Tobin just said that somebody that they need you guys need to pay Burrow now because you can pay him 45, 48 now. You know, you know, if you wait well, two or three years, it might be like 52, 53 million. Well, he's not eligible. Burrow's not eligible for a new deal just yet. Right. I, believe, I, I believe it's uh after your fourth year for a first round pick. Right. So, you know. As the as you said, as the market moves, you know, you got the dogs move with it. So we gotta we gotta move past this notion that sports is a meritocracy. It's it, nothing to do with deserved. This is it's all dollars and cents. Uh, the NFL generates what twenty five billion a year? Eleven billion in profit last year. Exactly, and the quarterback is the most visible face on the field. There is, they're always going to get that top dollar, no matter how good they are. No matter how, if you're starting, you're going to, you're going to get a starter's rate, and that's just that. Um, at, and to go back to Lamar, uh, Lamar Jackson and what what he's worth and what 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 he deserves, as he, as Kevin said, uh, the market has been set. You've got you've got Dak Prescott, you know, demanding for uh, demanding. What, 45, 50 million a year? 45, mm-hmm. I believe he got. He doesn't have an MVP. Dak Prescott doesn't have an MVP. Come, uh, Lamar Jackson does. Lamar Jackson is a weapon like this league has probably never seen before. He may not have the arm talent, arm skill as some of the, some of the other guys in the, in the league, but he has the foot skill that nobody else has. So he can make up the yards regardless of how it gets done. He gets the scores. He, his MVP year, I think he attributed to um, 38 touchdowns, uh, just running and throwing. So, you know, you put a you put a price tag on that. It's definitely worth it. It's definitely worth the 50. So yeah, no. I think look, I want to talk about the market real quick. We start talking. Wait, wait, about wait, 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 wait. Let 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 Mike go real quick. He hadn't said anything. Go ahead, man. I, I, I you know I, I think everybody said Lamar Jackson arms for short. I really think, in my opinion, Lamar Jackson is like a right-handed Mike Vick. Like, everybody kind of discounted Mike Vick's arm strength because of his legs, but when Lamar Jackson is actually sitting back, he throws a nice ball, crisp, clean ball. I think y'all are selling, a lot of people selling his arm talent short. Now, short enough to where he, you know, gets the market value as a quarterback, I don't know, but I hope they pay him everything he asked for so it messes up all their draft capital. <laughs> Go 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 ahead, B Dirt. What are you gonna say, man? When you start talking about setting the the, the market, um, the market and the C, the, the the agreement on the CBA is uh, um, it's forty eight percent of profit goes to the players. So out of that eleven billion dollars, forty eight percent of that sets divided by thirty two teams. That is what the salary cap is for that year. That's the reason why you saw it go up. You saw it go up when they went to seventeen games. Because they made more money. 
More TV next, revenue. So, so more, next yeah, year, more you talk about TV revenue. Right and, now, and Apple, Apple is uh, uh, trying to buy the rights for the Sunday ticket for over a billion dollars. So that's going to Apple just wants it to have it. Well, they, they're going to they're going to spend more than what was what was the what was the revenue number you used? Eleven billion. They're yeah. going to spend they're going to spend more than that if, if uh, they get it. They're going to so the revenue basically you're going to the revenue is going to double because Directv Directv paid um, what was it uh, four hundred and fifty million? I, I, I forget. We're talking about it, they said it's going to be over a billion dollars a year. Right. They're going to pay for that. It's going to double. So whatever whatever the revenue is now is going to double this time in twenty in twenty thirty. Uh, NFL is going to be talking about fifty billion a year. So I don't think if I'm if I'm Joe Burrow, I, I would I would try and play it out till sign to the last minute because I think every year you're going to see that that number is going to go up. And, and if he can hold out till year five to sign a deal, I mean back up the Brinks truck, right? Agree, agree. So yeah, well let, let 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 me jump into my my Steeler camp going into camp questions real quick. You know, um, we all know the the number one question going to Steelers camp is starting QB. I mean, we got a we got a uh, a training camp battle competition between uh, Mason Rudolph, the incumbent quarterback on on the roster, not starter anything, but incumbent quarterback. He started. I believe uh, ten or eleven games for Pittsburgh over his career. Uh, we we signed Mitchell Trubisky, the uh, number one free agency quarterback, I'd say, and then we drafted the number one quarterback in the draft. Far as you know, uh, number one overall. Far as number one quarterback overall, Kenny Pickett. So we're gonna have a camp battle between those guys. I'm kind of looking for Mitch Trubisky to to get the nod, and that's not not because. Not because he's he's necessarily better than Kenny Pickett right now. He's just more experienced in the NFL than Kenny Pickett right now. Uh, we got a we got a battle uh, left at, at left guard between Kevin Dotson and Kendrick Green, who played center last year, was terrible at center. We put him at center last year. Uh, we kind of just threw him in there to replace Marquise Pouncey. He's a, a same kind of bill, athletic kid. So I think they thought he could do it. He only played four games at center at Illinois. So his, his, his true position is guard. Kevin Dotson was injured last year, had some other issues going on. He looked really good his rookie season. This is his third season. So they're, they're going to battle it out for that starting left guard position. Uh, outside of that, I don't know that there's too many, too many battles, at least for, I don't think for starters in Pittsburgh, as far as I go, we, we need a, a, a second, a second team running back behind Najee Harris. Uh, but past those, I think I think everything else is pretty much set. I like Miles Jack. I don't think Devin Bush is competing for a starting position. I mean, you could go down the ladder a little bit. I think maybe Robert Spillane and Buddy Johnson and Marcus Allen are competing for, you know, two, you know, uh three dogs, two bones, so to speak, as Mike Tomlin would say. You know, so you got three guys in two spots. I think they'll they'll be battling out for that. Uh, the defensive line is intriguing. I don't know if we'll keep six or seven guys this year. I'd like to keep seven because I don't want to cut 
somebody. But, you know, the, the, those are just some of the brief things in Pittsburgh going on that's going into camp this week that, that I'll be looking at myself. Um, But, yeah, so now have, having talked about these camp questions and stuff like that, let's go ahead and jump into uh, your top five play, current players on your roster. Let's uh, we'll, we'll 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 go ahead and start with you, Mike. I mean, you, you, your list might be short. <laughs> uh, first of all, I, I want I want you to acknowledge my name. It's, it's right there. It's the great Mike Tate. All right, I want you to say it. Say it with me now. The great Mike Tate. Come on, man. You just <sighs> you just you just said we got to keep this PG, man. <laughs> it is PG. You know anyway. what I'm saying? I'm saying you don't you don't want me cussing at you. <laughs> All right, so um, my top five players, uh, the top 50 uh, NFL player list just came out, and three of my uh, Browns were on that list. So I would say those three. What, what, wait, wait, what list came out? I think Pro Football Focus top 50 NFL players came out. Oh, okay, so Browns got yeah. three players top 50. We okay. got three players on the, on the list, so I, I naturally you know how bad the, the other oh, 22 got to play for you guys not to be 500? Anyway. Go ahead. Thank you. It's because he got that M on his hand. He messed it up today. <laughs> so, uh, not in any particular order. I have no, 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 no. Five, five first, four, three, two, one. So it, there's a particular order. This is my <laughs> list. This is what I want to do. All right. Well, Browns number one. Uh, I'm gonna be different. Now I'll mess with you. Number one, obviously, or number five for me is going to be cornerback Denzel Ward. Shut down corner, young, uh, young corner or young corner room. Actually, not young corner room. We got some seasoned corners, uh, but he is a shut down corner as long as he stays healthy. Uh, he's a little light in the pants, especially our division, and has definitely been exposed a few times. Uh, but number five on my list is Denzel Ward. The the, number, the, the, the Ohio State Denzel Ward. The Ohio State Denzel Ward. Boomer. Anyways, uh, number four, Jedrick. Wills, uh, very, very important. We need him healthy. We need him upright. I believe he's going to be a force. He's healthy, comes into camp, looking good, feeling good. Uh, number tackle, four. Right, offensive tackle. Yep, offensive tackle. Uh, number three would be uh, Joe. I'm going to mess his name up. Bentino. Uh, he is our freaking. Guard, guard, no, yeah, guard. He's our guard. He's you know, he's he's a, the heartbeat of our freaking uh, line. You know, our 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 line, the center is is second to none in our division. It's the only question was our our tackles, and uh, I think we shored that up. Uh, number two, and this is a tough one for me. Miles Garrett. I got Miles Garrett number two, heart of our defense. The teeth of our defense, uh, you know, the best defensive end in our division. And uh, number one is Nick Chubb. Oregon, now, now, what's crazy is on the pro football focus list, Nick Chubb only reached right. I think he only got a number 44 out of all the running backs on the list. Uh, I didn't really agree with it, but, you know, hey, a lot of times I don't really agree with pro football focus. I mean, look at Dallas and Dak Prescott. Anyways, so – Nick Chubb is my number one player. Uh, he is by far one of the top three running backs in the NFL. Uh, 
I mean, you know, arguably I could put him at number one, but one of the top three running backs in the NFL right now, definitely the number one running back in our division, and uh, he deserved my number one spot. Interesting. Do you think he's your most important player? Absolutely. This year he's definitely going to be our most important player. I mean, our running back room is going to be our most important uh, for our because our quarterback situation and because of our wide receiver situation until we get it figured out. I mean, it's, we're gonna have to feed Chubb now. Hopefully, you know, when they load the box, we can you know, have some marks in these rookie receivers. You know, we got some solid tight end play to kind of open it back up. But you know, Nick Chubb, you can load the box on him, he's still gonna, still gonna bust through. So, Nick Chubb by far is definitely our most important player. So, we got we got five was – just run the list down real quick again. Number five was Denzel Ward. Denzel Ward, Jedrick Willis, Bentino, yep. uh-huh. Miles Garrett, Nick Chubb. Okay. That's right. Those are those, those are all, all really, really good players. Um, I guess I don't have any que- – I like, I like your corner on, on the opposite side too. Um, the guy you drafted last year. We, I mean, it was – our whole secondary, I think, is, is decent. We got yeah, uh, no, you do. I, I think Cleveland's a very good secondary. You got uh, Del Del Pitt coming back from injury, right? Uh, uh, damn it, what the hell is his name? Denzel Ward, Miles Garrett. Very envious of their secondary. Yeah, they got rightfully so. I don't. I mean, so. they're, they're 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 probably a little behind Baltimore, but they're both the top two secondaries. In the division, I think you could go either way. But what's up? What's up? What's up with the top five Bengals players? We got two, two, two Bengals fans here. We're gonna do this like CB. Give me your number five, Brandon. Give me your number five. If, hey, you know, that's not fair. Then they get ten picks. What's, what's up? We got some more. I'm sure we're gonna we're gonna cross threads somewhere in there. It's gonna it's gonna be a lot of the same people. But uh, uh, being the being the number ranked offense going into the 2022 NFL season. We're obviously going to be a little heavy on the offensive side of the ball. Uh, so with that, I'm going to start with uh, my number five is going to be Evan McPherson. Uh, he was a rookie last year. Kicker. I think he hit four or five game winners for us uh, as a rookie. Ice water in his veins. Clutch gene for days. And I wouldn't trade him for a first-round pick. Wow. I uh I had him on the outside looking in very close. I had him and Logan Wilson both really close to making the list, but I left them off. And my number five is going to be Trey Hendrickson. D's of in. Yep, pass rusher, fourteen sacks last year. Fourteen sacks. He was a good pickup. He and he, and, and missed a game and a half, um, um, two games basically. He he almost had as many sacks as Miles Garrett had. Yeah, he was number five in the league last year. Okay, I think Miles Garrett had fifteen. Um, okay, n- n- number four, CB. So at number four, I got T. Higgins, uh, clutch. Uh, in my opinion, one of the best wideouts in the league. Uh, the perfect complement to Jamar Chase. A great outlet for Joe Burrow. You can't double team everybody on the field, and he does his job well. Wow. So that 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 means you're gonna have two receivers in your top five, no doubt. So uh for those of you betting at home, I would probably bet that we run this out exactly the same. I put T. Higgins at four. I I the one thing that I have a uh 
I think he's going to be the odd man out when it comes to looking at who we're resigning. I wouldn't be surprised if we get try to draft a receiver next year um, and with our first or second round pick, which I think is really unfortunate. I think if they stay together, I think we would talk about Chase and Higgins as one of the one of the best tandems to ever play. You ever never know that somebody somebody can right. take. Wait wait wait, right. wait, 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 yep. ever play. I think you would put them in a, if they got to play healthy for ten years together. I think you put them in your top five pairs of all time. You you never know. I mean, I somebody said it with, my, with my chest. Somebody could take a team friendly deal, and uh-huh. uh, you never know. Well, I mean, when, when when I think combos ever, I think Randy Moss, Chris Carter, Duper, yeah. and Clayton. Yeah, Duper and Clay, the Marks yeah. brothers. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I think you would put them in those top five with those guys. I can't disagree Tory, with Tory, that. To Tory Holt and Isaac, wait, Bruce? Isaac Bruce, eh, Isaac Bruce. Yeah, I don't know if I'd put them in there. Maybe. I mean, as a tandem, all you got to do Harrison and Wayne, Marvin yeah, Harrison and Wayne, sure, sure. Swan, Swan and Stallworth. I'll get out of here, Homer. Hey, that's what you do, straight Homer. No, I'm just telling you if they, but I don't think they're going to. I said I don't think they're going to. I don't think they're going to play ten years together. Okay, the number number num, number three. Um, number three. For me, I had uh, Trey Hendrickson, uh, defensive end. We already talked about him a little bit. Um, top five in the league in sacks, the anchor to the Bengals defense. I would have lost money. I'm going going number three, Joe Mixon. Nah. I think he's going to have a killer year this year. I'm trying to to get him in fantasy. Uh, You won't have a problem if you you use your first or second round pick. Nobody's nobody's beating down the door to get Joe Mixon early. I'm not not taking him in first. Okay. (laughs) I'm trying to to get him in second. Um, Number two. Number two, Jamar Chase. Uh, what can you say about him? He went crazy last year. Uh, defied everybody's expectations. Um, one of the best wideouts in the game. Um, somehow or another, he's ranked behind Amari Cooper on Madden, but that's another story. I don't know how. Hey man, I don't. I don't pay attention to number to number. None of the Madden ratings. But um, anyhow, I wasn't even crazy about about drafting him so high when he came into the league, but somebody, Joe Burrow is somebody, knew what they were doing when they took him. And it, I, it's think, I think I think Brandon felt the same way, but I mean. Uh, I would, I would uh, Sewell from uh, the tackle from Oregon. Yeah. Um, and uh, I beat my chest about that, and I was dead wrong. Yeah. Uh, kid yeah. special. I got him at my number two as well. Um, you know, there were some questions about his hands when he was dropping some passes in uh, – you know, in the in the preseason, and uh, you know, there were a lot of times that we went three and one and four and zero in preseason, and hey. then went it went two of fourteen in the season. So preseason hey, doesn't I'll, mean that. I'll, I'll, no. I'll bring this. I'll bring this up because Jamar Chase did, I believe, uh, Pro Football Focus said he dropped nine passes last year, and Deontay Johnson for the Steelers dropped eight. And it's all all this. It's all about perception. I mean. Not not nine passes on your target as many many times as these guys are is, is not a lot. Well, and I think Johnson had more drops the year before than he had last year. Oh, he did. He did. And he did. and I'll say this: neither one of them had as many drops as um, uh, 
the, the guy that just went to Miami. Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill had more drops than either one of them. Right. Okay, so but if everybody's waiting in suspense on your <laughs> on your number one bingo guy, we don't know who it could be. Who is it? Say wait, wait, wait. One, two, three. Say this at the same time. One, two, three. Joe Burrow. Joe Shiesty, <laughs> <laughs> whatever you want to call him, all he does is win. And he's yeah. brought a win, and he's brought a winning culture to the Bengals, and that's going all the way from the top. All the way down to the water boys. Yeah, they're 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 like trying to get naming rights for their stadium. They're they building a new practice facility. I they're mean, trying to do that so they can pay base. <laughs> right. So just a little bit about Joe Burrow. What do you guys think about him, real quick? I know what I know what I think about. What do you guys think? I mean, what he was able to do last year half the time on his back and just kept on coming and kept on coming. And I mean, he's, he's a slight, he's not really slight, but he's not the biggest dude in the world, but he just got that mentality. You know, you can, you can knock him down nine times and he's going to get up 10 times. He just keeps coming at you and he's a winner. That's that, that's that, uh, that's that Ohio inning. Yeah. If for Clint, sure. If Clint is uh if he's in the stock market game, I'd like to know who he would short sell to. Cause I want to buy that stock. <laughs> that's a that's an absurd comment, Clint. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I mean, like barring injury, you know, I've refer, I refer, um, referred to the last two seasons breaking Burrow. Um, I, I'm glad we we invested in the offensive line, but yeah, I mean, the biggest thing to me now is uh, changing that culture really to where our front office is spending money, and I've never seen them do that before. Right? Mm-hmm. No. Yeah, but but Burrow has definitely brought that mentality to the front office, and you got I me. Mean, you guys went to the Super Bowl last year for the first time in what thirty five years? I think it. I think it bred. I think it bred belief. It's thirty one years since we won a playoff game. Right. So I mean, so he he he's just brought that belief, and like he said, that mindset. But okay, we're gonna jump. We're gonna jump to pay, man. Give us give us your top five current Baltimore players. Five to one. I'll make this real easy for you. I'm gonna start with my OLI. Tyus Bowser. Just missing the cut for the top five. You know, he's one of the uh one of those three guys on that on that Ravens defense that were constantly in the opponent's backfield, causing causing massive havoc. Uh, but I'm gonna keep it on the OLI list. Starting at number five, Pat Quinn. How'd you tackle seasons? 10 tackles for loss, you know. Oh, Pat, Patrick, Queen, Queen. Queen, Queen, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, okay. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Queen. Uh, just one of those guys who's, again, constantly causing, you know, one of the guys is keeping uh, Joe Burr on his back. Uh, number four, let's go with Justin Houston. You know, just resigned. Uh, con- again, the, the, the three-headed monster of uh, QB pressure. Uh, always a constant nuisance. Number three, this is going to cause a little consternation along, along you guys, AFC North. Number three, Mr. Hotline Bling himself, Justin Tucker. I mean, how many how many sixty yard game winning field goals do you need for you know for you best, to know that he's he's best, the truth? Best kicker of all time. All time. All, all time. The goat. 
And I think I think that's pretty pretty self-explanatory who the best two players on the team are as of this, at this point. Mark Andrews at number two, um, all pro season last year, 1,300 yards, nine TDs, Lamar's favorite receiver. He's constantly always running open down the seam. I don't know how. How do, how do these uh, safeties miss him? You know, he's <laughs> he looks like a giant block out there. I don't know how, how he's always open. Uh, number one. Uh, the aforementioned Lamar Jackson. He had a down year last year, you know, constant, you know. Um, but 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 you, you said it, you said a down year last year, but they were for they him. were eight they were eight and three when he got hurt. Still, for him, for him, down year, yeah. him, okay. down down year, you know, health stuff. You know, uh, when he when he did get back healthy, as you said, they were pretty much out of it by that point. But uh, he's still the best. He's still the best player on the team. Again, MVP must be stated. He is an MVP um, and best quarterback in the division. So, wow, yeah. wow! There's a there's a hot take. You got a division with Burrow and Deshaun Watson. We haven't seen Deshaun Watson play yeah. in a year and a half. Right, I think he was best quarterback in the division. Still, I don't, I don't, I, I don't think his name would give Joe Burrow up for uh, Lamar Jackson, though. But no, 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 no. I don't think they should either. I mean, he's younger. <laughs> why, why, why? Not by much. Not by much. What's 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 best? Joe 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 Burrow got three times as many playoff wins as Lamar Jackson. True, true. Um, I have no comeback for that. Uh, <laughs> Uh, um, but you know, you don't you don't win by yourself. You don't lose by yourself. Uh, Joe had Joe had some some good stuff going on 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 his way to uh, Terry on, on his Terry way to Ginger. That's that that's that's kind of true. Terry, gotta agree with you. I Joe think Lamar Burrow, Jackson is is one in three against the uh, Steelers. Joe Burrow is mm-hmm. eleven months older than Lamar Jackson. He was born December tenth. 96 and Jamal and Jackson was born uh January 97. Wow. How many how many understudy understudy years did he play did he have out there in Ohio State? He was, a month. Um, I'm sorry, a month. A month. He was uh he played he played two years Ohio State. He was behind JT Barry, then he lost out to Dwayne Haskins. Right. Then going into that third year, he uh that's when he transferred, I believe. He must so have had a red he was the yeah, college yeah, he, 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 he did have a red shirt year. He was uh yeah. he was Mr. Football in Ohio too. So he was there for five years. Jackson was there for two. Right? Yeah. Jackson did two. Well did Jackson have a red shirt year in Louisville? I don't think he had a red shirt year. No, not in Louisville. No. Okay. Well yeah, he uh, did he did two years in Louisville. To keep it moving, I'm gonna jump into my Steelers top five. Uh cause we got about 15, 20 minutes, we got to get into your, our top plays. But uh, my Steelers top five, and this was tough because, you know, well, I feel like it's so many really good Steelers. B-Dirt, let me shake your head, man. And then, you had two what? pro bowlers, and then you got two gimmies because we went to the Super Bowl. Keep going. Man, we got – okay, let, let me just say my list. And one, one of the pro bowlers not even on my list. My bad for facts. Um. <laughs> Well, I mean, a Pro Bowl is a Pro Bowl. You can talk about all alternate because we went to the Super Bowl. Man, you just, get to your you're list. Just, you're just trying yeah, to pump, pump, pump your own right. self up. Hey, okay, at number at number five, well, first, since you guys, I'm going to give my number six. 
My number six would be Chris Boswell, who's the second best kicker in the division and second best kicker in football. So you can have your McPherson do CB and Brandon, but Boswell is the second best kicker in the division. He might. Uh, um, but so he 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 just missed the list. My number five is Pat Fryermuth. Our tight end out of Penn State was a rookie last year, like 600 yards, seven touchdowns his rookie season. <laughs> I expect him to get better. I expect, I expect him to be in the top 10 tight end discussion after guy. this year. I'm the sorry? The only guy Big Ben could find last year. Go on. <laughs> well, I mean, right. Deontay Johnson had like 100-plus receptions, so he found him. Yeah, but uh, I think I think Frymouth only had 60 receptions and like seven touchdowns with for like 600 yards. But um, so he's number five. Number four is Minka Fitzpatrick. He's our uh, he's our 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 all pro, not Pro Bowl, all pro, two time all pro safety. Um, we just gave him the bag. He's the he's the uh, he's the head back there in the, in the secondary. He's the you know, he's the leader of that defense of that secondary unit back there. Um, number three, I'm gonna go Najee Harris. I believe Najee Harris is about to be a top five running back, 1,200 rushing yards last year, 381 touches, 10 touchdowns. He's going to be a beast. If the offensive line even even develops a little bit and comes along a little bit, expect a lot more from Najee. He'll, he'll, be, he'll be pushing Nick Chubb for number one running back in the division. Nick Chubb is number one, but this year we could see a changing of the guard if the old Pittsburgh old line is, is just – Better than decent. Um, number two, still the old man, the Ohio State, Cam Hayward, the second best def- defensive lineman in the league behind Aaron Donald, uh, all pro himself. Um, just you know, just a, a great, a great character guy in our locker room. He's the leader of the team now. That Ben is going has been on defense for on defense for a while. So Cam Hayward is number two. And number one, we all know who it is, DYOP, Defensive Player of the Year, DPOY, my bad, DPOY, uh, tied to sack record. Probably they, I think they they cheated him, cheated him out of sack against Cleveland. He should he should have the sack record, twenty two and a half sacks. Uh, TJ Watt. I mean, you know, not, nothing else needs to be said. TJ Watt. So those are my top five. Again, five to one. I got Friar Muth, I got Minka Fitzpatrick, I got Najee Harris, Cam Hayward, TJ Watt. There we go. Any 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 questions? Any, my my list. I leave anybody off my list that you guys might have thought I should have put. Yeah, Pittsburgh yeah. sucks. I would have taken Boswell off. I would put Johnson name. on. Right. I'm sorry. I would have put Johnson on and Boswell off. And, 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 but, but, but Boswell was six. Oh, okay. Oh, I Fryer excuse me. I'll I left Johnson off just because I got belief in our other receivers. Claypool, we drafted uh Pickens this year. So I mean I think I think Fryer has a higher upside on the Steelers than what yeah. I see Johnson. Johnson could not be there next year. Yeah, for sure. You but know, I, you know, Pay and I have both taken jabs a little bit about uh, short throws last year. But it's going to be really interesting to get somebody back there with some more arm strength than Ben had the past couple of years. What what Claypool might be able to do? 
Like he he can get behind the defense. Then you got the other kid. He got out of Memphis is a speedster too. So Cal- there's some Cal- interesting. Cal- yeah, there's just some interesting things that could happen there in wide receiver land. I give you that. Um, I three years ago, being the only guy that lives in Pittsburgh, they were trying to run Boswell out of town. If you had a box of Twinkies or maybe a six pack of Yingling, you could have got him on your team. My 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 mom thinks it would be Claypool over Johnson talking to you directly, B Dirt. But uh I wanna uh answer real quick T Bar's question. Um I don't I don't pay Johnson, man. I mean it's kinda like when we had uh Mike Wallace and A B. They offered Mike Wallace a certain amount of money. He didn't want it, they gave it to A B and then look what happened. So I would I would see what Deontay Johnson does this year. And then maybe I'm I'm not paying him I'm not paying him Tyreek Hill money. He 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 could maybe get uh DJ DJ for the Carolina Panthers. Shark. No, 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 no. DJ Moore. Oh DJ, DJ Moore. Moore, yeah, DJ yeah, Moore. Slot, slot yeah, you he makes like 2021. 20, he might could get that, but I would be okay offering Claypool 15, 17 million next year, let Deontay Johnson go. And then groom George Pickens, but okay. So that's that's enough about Pittsburgh for now. Now we'll jump into our our our, our I don't know if the the top all time plays, favorite places. Since we're each giving our individual assessment, we'll call it our our favorite plays in franchise history, or you know memorable plays, whatever you want to call it. But go ahead, go ahead, Mike. Oh man, you're 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 you're, you're, you're a little young buck, so you probably got a, a, a you know. Probably Nick Nick Chubb's 80, 80 yard, 90 yard run is probably your favorite all time. Mind your business, lady. Just mind Every, your business. Everything Cleveland gotta go back to gotta go back to the 80s at least. Anyways, <laughs> mind your business, Chicago. Cardiac top, is. top three, right? Top three. All right. Top three. Top three. All right. Here we go. In, 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 in any order, this one. Mike Tate's top three Cleveland Brown plays. I, I'm gonna be like B Dirt. I'm gonna go a little, a little against the grain on this one. I didn't really pick plays. I pick games. I don't have time to find out no individual plays. So I pick games. So my number three game that Cleveland Browns played against was the, uh, <clears throat> and I do remember this game. I might have been a little young, but I do remember it. Uh, 1989 Cleveland Browns opener against the Pittsburgh Steelers. This is by far the most lopsided victory in our freaking uh, rivalry. Wasn't it like 51 to 20 or something like that? No, shut your mouth. Oh, my it was bad. 51-0. Y'all caught the whole goose egg. And I know we short for time, so I'm going to get this sweep. I'm a short sweep. All right? Number two. Look at there. Another Pittsburgh game. I'm... <laughs> 24-22, 2001 in the season game against – that's right, you guessed it, Pittsburgh Steelers. The first time we've been to the playoffs since 2002. It's really important. Felt good. And uh, even though he's not there anymore, I still like to thank Baker Mayfield for this. And my number one game would be the following week, that wild card game against, that's right, gentlemen, you guessed it, the Pittsburgh Steelers. <laughs> we came out on top. Pittsburgh was, was jacking up. We came out 21-0. Pittsburgh fought back but still took that L. And walked it home. When 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 was this? This was a wild card game twenty one. The following week. Oh, last y'all lost. 
48-37. Yeah. And that, yeah. that, my friends, are the most memorable Cleveland Browns whooping up on the Pittsburgh Steelers ace games. <laughs> <laughs> that's probably that's that's probably three, three, three of the seven times y'all ever beat us. And halts. I got a whole bunch of games, but those ones, you know, I forgot to choose that one. Okay. Okay. Now I let guess. me go look at the comments. Let me let me where's Brit where's Britsburg? I know he got something to say. <laughs> I don't know. He, he, he's over in uh London. It might be bedtime over there. It's about Oh, okay. Yeah, he had his tea and scrumpers and took it, took it, took it to the house. <laughs> um all right. Well, I can't, yeah. I mean it's 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 in this. I like I like the way. This is a Steelers show. You made it all about Pittsburgh. That's that's right. Yeah, thanks. That's right. That's some good. <laughs> that's some good production and program on your behalf. Thank you very much. Well, I tried. CB, give give no. one. Brandon, give one. Just like you guys did the the, the uh you know the top players. Okay, for the first one, I'm going to go back to one of the first NFL games that I can actually really remember watching. It been uh, Super Bowl 23 uh, back in 1989. Um, I don't remember That's one of the first of games you remember watching. I re- did. I remember the game. Man, you did was I like re- 16, 17 years yeah. old in '89. <laughs> that was the biggest game the Bengals had ever played into that. They point. played the Super Bowl '81 when you yeah. was about eight or nine years old. I don't remember that one. Oh, I remember Kenny Anderson versus Joe Montana. But go ahead. <laughs> okay. This, okay. Here we go. So uh, Stanford Jennings in the third quarter uh, ran back a 90, 93 year year. Yard kickoff uh, return for a oh, touchdown. I remember that. Uh, and the Bengals went up, and then some guy named Joe Mo- Montana, something like that, came back. <laughs> came back in the fourth quarter and threw two touchdowns, and we haven't had anything to celebrate since then for a while. So that's right. number three. B. Dirt, what's yours? So CB is uh, he's doing the good, and I'm doing the bad. Um, because the Bengals have consistently broke my heart my entire life. So my, my biggest memories of games are all heartbreak. So same game, uh, I had a, a tie between Tim Crumrise's leg flopping in the air Ooh, yeah, uh, with a compound fracture uh, or the post by John Taylor. Just I, I can remember I was, you know, in the living room, my parents' house on the floor and just fell to the ground. Uh, so yeah, that, that, that's, that's number three for me. Heartbreak. CB. Uh, okay. So number two, um, it wasn't a, what I would say was a great play. It was actually a penalty, but it was memorable. Um, and the fact that it was against the Steelers and I think kind of typified the, uh, the rivalry at that time was when, uh, AB was came across the middle and Vontez Burfick knocked his head off. And, and I just think that uh, AB wasn't the same player after that, and he wasn't the same person after that. But I think it was Juju. Juju got some um, get back on Burfick. I think it was the next year. So it's all good. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I mean that 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 could have been what what made AB's behavior turn. Kanye West, Kyrie Irving type. I don't know, but I think he still has some good years after that. As far as yeah. football, he goes was st- he was on that track already. It just helped speed things up. <laughs> Be dirt, you too. Now I will tell you this for the the sake of the content for the Steelers fans. My OLI 
was Hines Ward's uh, block on Rivers that broke his jaw, and the guy was never the same. So I put that in there because we're going to take it home with the Steelers' side here about breaking my heart. Kimo Van Olhoffen being blocked by Eric Steinbach into the D of Carson Palmer in the playoff game on a bomb to Chris Henry. Boom. Everything changed at that moment for our team. Once again, we were looking like we were headed in the right direction, and everything stopped. When that was the playoffs 2006. Yeah. Yeah, uh-huh. I remember that. Okay, CB, your number one. Okay, my number one, it might be a little bit of uh, recency biased. But I'm going to have to go with Evan McPherson's 52-yard field goal to beat the Tennessee Titans and take the Bengals into the AFC Championship in the 2020-21 season. Nice. That was a big, big moment. Big moment. Yeah, I agree. Uh, and my number one is the perfect ending, as I like to refer to it. Um, <laughs> against the Pittsburgh Steelers, I was at the game. I was sitting in Section 222. Um you know, we, we had Burfick gets a, a, a late um, interception to what we thought was to ice it. Uh, then we turn around and have Hill fumble the ball as we're trying to run out the clock. And that happened directly in front of me again. Uh, and then I got to watch not only Burfick knock off Antonio Brown's head and get that penalty, uh, but that was still leaving um, – I think it was about 15, 14 seconds left at that point. And you guys would have had a 50-yard field goal in pouring down rain. And I would have took my chances with that. But uh, then Pac-Man Jones has to go and poke Joey Porter just to make sure he got 35-yard field goal. You know what I mean? So that was the uh, that was the moment that broke my heart. As a matter of fact, I went back to the hotel room that night with my now ex-wife. And we sat in uh, in the hotel lobby with a bunch of Steelers fans eating pizza the rest of the night because I didn't want to go out. <laughs> yeah, that was a rough night for sure. Yeah, that I remember really that one. That was that was, that was, that was, that was crazy chaotic too. Twenty five year drought at that point that went to thirty one years for a playoff win. Listen, listen, I think that I know something about droughts. Uh, <laughs> I think that's why part of the reason that the diehard Bengals fans were very cautiously optimistic when we started winning this year. But CB, I've I've said stuff on this about the fact that I think it's more likely, um, and I I, I can't remember I said how it's more likely, but I think it. I'm not convinced yet that we're going to give a blank check to Joe Burrow. I feel like somehow we're going to figure a way to botch this. This is because my DNA tells me that's what we do. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. We'll we'll see. We'll see. But it's hard to get to that Super Bowl every year. Yeah. Okay. Pay, hey, what's up, man? All right, man. Uh, apologies to T-Bar before we start this. Uh, so I'm not a Raven fan. Uh, so this can't be my favorite plays. I'm going to just give you the three best plays in franchise history, as described to me. Number one, uh, well, number three, rather, uh, the goal line stand in a hardball bowl. Um, if, if, if the 49ers had one more play, they win that Super Bowl. So uh, that stand for the Ravens um, locked, up, locked up a ring. You can, never, you can never not have a ring in your top plays of, of franchise history. Uh, speed it on up. Number two, Mile High Miracle. 
um, to this day, I say that uh, that play made made Flacco's career, and it ended Raheem Morris. He played, he misplayed that ball so bad, so bad. Uh, Jacoby Jones should have never should have never had a touchdown there. But in any case, seventy yards down by down by seven, under a minute left. When the uh, send the game in overtime, they eventually won, and then you know, as history has, they won the, they won the Super Bowl at you know a few games later. Number one, number one play in Raven franchise history. You have uh, Eric Wright up the middle for a ten yard touchdown against the Cleveland Browns in the in the Ravens' first game back in Cleveland in nineteen ninety nine, and the first. They 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 won the they won the toss up. They said we're gonna we're not gonna defer. we're taking the ball and we're gonna score on this first drive and they did and they they've never looked back since. So I they swear I, knew, I swear I knew you was gonna say that I number one play in in Baltimore Raven history was them scoring a touchdown on the first drive when they returned to Cleveland just to show them who's boss. A whole box of salt that wood. We on a whole goddamn on Pittsburgh still a pie. You want to pick on Cleveland? You some of my biscuits. It go, they go, they go together. Baltimore and Cleveland, they they, they just go right together. That's a that's a, that's a, that's a that's a good list. I wouldn't have thought of the, the last one you said, but it makes sense. But definitely, think, uh, definitely Jamal Jacoby, Lewis, Kobe Jones. Yeah, Jamal uh, Lewis hit the the comments over here. I think I think I think Ray. Ray Lewis making Eddie George retire. <laughs> man, he punished Eddie George, man. They, they've, got, they've, got a, they've got a list as long as your arm of great plays. I, I just yeah, think as from, from an outsider, outside looking in, I think those are the, I think those go to the top, they go to the top of the list. Uh, for your for your for your Bengals, you know, I am a fan of a few Bengals from a few Bengals players. Uh, Ocho, Ocho's list, locker, uh, locker list of DBs he's going to torch. That's got to oh. be – that's on my. That's number one on my favorite Bengals, Bengals um, moment. Right. The first time we played on Monday Night Football in years, I was at that game, and he uh, he caught a 64-yard touchdown as the loudest I've ever heard of stadium. We um getting a little short on time. I'm going to run through my, my, my Steeler list real quick. And I see people in the live chat with, who have put up some stuff already. Uh James Bradshaw put up the San Antonio Holmes TD, so I'll start there. That's 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 one of my top three uh, to win the Super Bowl. They drove down Big Ben too many warning, perfect throw, perfect catch. San Antonio San Antonio Holmes from the Ohio State University. Um, so that's that that's one. My uh, my other two, my other two is the uh, pass that in the divisional playoffs. Uh, 1995 season, 96 playoffs. The uh, the back of the end zone catch by Cordell Stewart, where he, where he, he, if it was replay like then, like it is now, it wouldn't have been a touchdown. Uh, he caught the ball. He was out of bounds, but he caught the ball. Uh, that put us up 10-6 going into halftime. We ended up winning that game, I believe, 20 to 16. Uh, Jim Harbaugh was a player then. Hail Mary fell at the very end. We go on to uh, we end up going to the AFC Championship game and then play Dallas in Super Bowl and Neil O'Donnell gave that game away. Then my 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 next play it was also a playoff game against the Colts. I believe it was two thousand four. Um, ben Roethlisberger, not a pass, not one of Ben's 
three or four hundred touchdown passes. It was a game-saving tackle after the bus fumbled inside the five. We were trying to seal the game, and Ben tackled uh, their defensive back Harper, who could have ran it back for a touchdown, and Indy would have went on to win that game. Ben made the uh, game-saving tackle, and that's my number three play. So I agree with uh, Miles, Nodals, Neil O'Donnell, TD pass to Larry Brown. Man, get out of here, man. You represent the Nodal. You can't be talking about the cowboy love. Nobody cares. But, yeah, Neil mm-hmm. O'Donnell did get that game away. But, uh, yeah, so that's it, guys. I mean, I feel like this was, was a good show. We had a lot of, you know, a lot of different perspectives and interaction amongst us. I don't know that I agree with Andre's top three top three plays list. He tried to down Pittsburgh in every one of them, but okay. I'm just saying. I mean, I think they're amazing hey, plays. Who's Andre? <laughs> oh, Mike. Yeah, yeah, you're welcome. You're welcome, Mike. <laughs> T-Bar in the, in the chat. <laughs> the bus what running over, the, uh, the bus running over Brian Erlacher. That, that, no. That's a good one. That's, so that, that's that's one of my favorite too. You know, you hey, you you know I've texted you clips of that during the season just to remind you. Yeah, it, that. Mod in the in the in the in the, in the uh, chat here said Jamal Lewis running the ball for like a ninety yard run. My favorite Jamal Lewis run. He wasn't toting the ball. He was toting bricks. Just remember that. <laughs> it was like a four hundred mile run with a U-Haul. <laughs> do not pass go do not collect two hundred dollars so so we're, we're gonna get out of here you guys got any parting shots anything you want to say before we get out of here i gotta get back to this fantasy football draft strategy man uh so yeah let's wrap it up oh man i i was in traffic the other day stopped at a uh a, a red light and i saw four tourists and i tried to take a picture but i wasn't quick enough it was four tours, and it had two bumper stickers on it. One of them was a Steelers bumper sticker, and one of them was a Bengals bumper sticker. I said, where do they do that at? That's a, that's, a, that's a house divided, man. My neighbor's across the street. I mean, he's a he's a Giants fan, and she's a Cowboy fan. I mean, it, it's just like – and they got two daughters, and one one is with their dad, and one is with their mom. So, you know, I get it. <laughs> but, also take, but the but the bumper stickers is there like it's one person car you would think right yeah yeah also take you remember uh, a couple months ago i asked you for your address but i never had time to get back with you just yet but um i started collecting um sports cars back uh when the pandemic started and i ended up with um two franco harris uh, extra franco harris rookie car from 1973 and i think it would look good on your still as well so i'm gonna get that sent out to you oh thanks man appreciate yeah. it thanks for the invite too all right yeah man mike Hey, Cleveland Brown wins the division this year. Mark my okay. words. Okay. B Dirt. How can I follow that? Uh, I, I was going to tell you this. <laughs> I'm with Pay. Uh, it's time to start doing my fantasy research. Never have finished last. Don't plan on doing it this year either. Uh, and Tate, I ain't sending you a darn thing. <laughs> okay. I'll just keep all that money from all the poker games I took from you. But uh, that is your brother. Well, Don't well, even well, lie. Well, well, once again, thank you guys for joining us. Thank you guys on the show for, for joining me uh, and everybody in the live chat. Thanks. A lot of great interaction. Be sure to tune in to all the BTSC podcasts and, and broadcasts uh, later tonight. The Steelers Q&A tomorrow. Jeff Jeff Hartman's uh, Ride or Die crew. Uh, hangover tomorrow night. You guys know the routine. But, yeah, I'm about to jump off here with my fellas and go get ready to do this Know It All podcast. So if you got time, you just – 
you know, listen to some sports talk. Come on over and check that out. Until next week, peace. Peace.